Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Cosmos, Cosmos Space-Time Odyssey, and Cosmos Possible Worlds. Cosmos Space-Time Odyssey, episode 12, titled The World Set Free. Yet another excellent, excellent episode all about uh, how the planet's fucked. Uh, (laughs) About how we're killing the planet, and uh, about how climate change is definitely a real thing, and uh, what the future could look like, depending on whether or not we get our heads out of our asses. Uh... Yeah, so I want to kind of talk about this in a different way because most of this episode is Neil deGrasse Tyson taking a deep dive into the science of climate change, explaining every single facet of it, why it's a big deal, why it's definitely a very real thing, uh, debunking all the myths against climate change's reality, and does it so exquisitely in such a comprehensive and amazing way, he never feels like he's talking down To anyone, like, if I was a climate change denier, and I went into this with an actual open mind, I would never feel like Neil deGrasse Tyson was talking to me like I'm stupid. I I, I would feel like Neil deGrasse Tyson's like, okay, here's your concerns. I understand your concerns. I understand the confusion. Here you go. Here is the very real scientific reasoning behind why that theory is wrong. Uh, why that argument is wrong. Uh, and it's so exquisite. It's so perfect. Neil deGrasse Tyson does such an amazing job laying out the facts and debunking all the bullshit uh, and dispelling all the denial. It, it, it's it's incredible. It's really, really fantastic. It's very well written. It's exquisitely laid out. Very, very good. But I don't want to spend too much time on that bit. A, because it's depressing... Uh, but mostly B, because I don't think anyone listening to this wants yet another podcast talking about the facts of climate change. Like, if you want some random dude on the internet to yell at you about how climate change is definitely real, 
There's a million places on the internet you can go, and I don't think it would be all that worth this podcast's time, worth any of the people listening to this's time to really go all in on that. Uh, I, I want to highlight, obviously, that Neil deGrasse Tyson does an amazing job, and it's really, really essential for anyone with any doubts about the severity of climate change. Uh, it's really spectacular. But I, 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 that's not where I want to focus my discussion. What I want to focus my discussion on is how he talks about the future. And the way he talks about it in the future, which is so remarkable, is that he definitely underscores the urgency, if we don't do anything, we're screwed. He definitely underscores the urgency of like, this is life or death, we need to think about this, we need to do something about this as a species right now. But... He never uses that to sacrifice optimism. At no point does his urgency, his underlining of the very real dangers of climate change, undercut any optimistic worldview. Uh, In fact, this episode ends, actually, on a hopeful note. This episode ends talking about how uh, amazing... Human ingenuity is, and how we're descended from survivors, and how our greatest achievements uh, occurred in our most dire hour. Uh, Talking about how the Cold War, this decades-long period of fear and existential dread, led to the goddamn space race, led to landing on the moon, led to this spectacular achievement. And he talks about, like, Yeah, we can use solar energy and wind power, and we can transfer to that fairly easily, and we can uh, get on this train. We can minimize our impact on the environment. We can minimize our CO2 emissions, and we can turn this around. It's not too late. Uh, There is still hope. He never uses the very real fears, the very real dangers of climate change as an excuse to quash optimism. And nowadays, that is super, super rare in our modern discourse. Uh, I've seen a lot of it with COVID. I mean, Jesus, when COVID first started... I was kind of shocked at how many people talked about it like the literal apocalypse. And obviously I was very, very wrong (laughs) about what the scope of COVID would be. I thought it would come and go rather quickly. Look how stupid I am. But I still kind of stand by my like, hey, humanity's not going to be wiped out by COVID. (laughs) Like, it's going to be... Like, obviously it's bad, and obviously, like, hundreds of thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people in this country alone are dead, and that's a horrible, horrible tragedy, but, like, it isn't, like, it's not like all humanity is being wiped out or anything. It's just a big virus that's lasting a couple years, and it's uh, a bad moment in history, but humanity will get through it. Humanity will 
survive, humanity will persevere. Because that's what we've been doing for thousands of years. Uh, when the 2020 election was happening. When the throes of the 2020 election were happening. Uh, and people were scared about Trump being reelected. And, and let me be clear. When I... Before I get too far into this. I, I am no fan of Trump. I hate Trump as much as the rest of the internet does. And I'm very, very glad he's no longer president. But when the election was coming up, a lot of people were like, we gotta, we gotta stop Trump. We gotta stop Trump or else America's dead. We gotta stop Trump or else America is gone. America won't be a country anymore. Uh, We'll be living in North Korea. And I looked at those arguments and was like, no, if... If Trump gets elected, we'll get another four years of a objectively shitty president. And that's it. <laughs> we'll just have a bumbling buffoon in the White House for another four years. And then someone else will show up. And just the recovery will be delayed by another four years. Very glad that didn't happen. Very glad we have Biden in there now and not Trump. Let me be clear about that. But like... Great danger is not an excuse to kill hope. Great danger is not an excuse to kill optimism. And that's what I love about this episode. Neil deGrasse Tyson does not sugarcoat the dangers. He does not sugarcoat how dire of a situation climate change is. And yet still, while being as dire and as urgent as humanly possible, he still manages to find the hope. He still manages to find the optimism. He still manages to make us feel good about the direction we could very easily take. And we need more of that. We need more optimism. We need more of that balance of highlighting the very, very real fears, very, very real dangers of certain things that happen. And hope of the future. Like, we need that balance. But unfortunately, we live in 2021, and we live in a society that's kind of fueled by pessimism, kind of fueled by cynicism, and as a result, uh, COVID's 100% gonna wipe out the human race. Trump's definitely going to destroy all of America the first day of his second term. Uh, And what else? Oh, yeah. Uh, Climate change is definitely going to kill us all. There's no possibility of us reversing course uh, in any way. Like, just have some hope. Have at least a little bit of hope. Like... I constantly see people on the internet going, there's no hope for America. Uh, I remember when Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. Immediately people were like, well, America's dead now. Good, good job, America. We're all, we're all dead. America's dead as a country because RBG died. And RBG dying was horrible. And the woman they replaced her with was nutso. But, like, still... Maybe this is just naive optimism. And please call in and tell me if I'm being super naive. But, like, there's still hope in every situation. There's room for hope in every situation. There is room for optimism in any situation. 
And I just wish more people remembered that. And I'm so happy that Neil deGrasse Tyson remembered that going into this episode. Uh, and that the writers remembered that going into this episode. Uh, that when they made this episode, they didn't forget hope. They didn't forget optimism. They didn't burn it at the stake uh, to fuel their pessimistic doom and gloom future. Like, we don't need to sacrifice optimism to tell people how dire a situation we're in. The two can coexist. That's all I want to say. That's all I want to say. And to that one guy who keeps popping up in my Twitter mentions every time I express hope for anything, you know who you are. Stop it! Be more like Neil deGrasse Tyson. I see you every time I talk about my hopes for the future. You're always like, oh no, the worst case scenario is going to happen, definitely. I'm 100% sure. Even though I told you the worst case scenario was going to happen every time, and I was wrong every single time, it's definitely going to happen in this case. Like, stop doing that. Learn from Tyson. Learn from Neil deGrasse Tyson. Underscore the dire situation without undercutting hope. That There's a balance. There's a delicate balance that you need to get better at. That you need to get better at. Just saying. Just saying. We as a species need to get better at that balance. We as a species need to learn from this episode and how Neil deGrasse Tyson talks about climate change and hopes for the future and all that. Like, balance the two. Balance the two. Anyway, a uh, different episode, but I just, this got me thinking about how uh, <laughs> the internet has now basically launched a war on hope, and uh, I don't know, it kind of, it kind of fueled my hot takes on, uh, on how people just want to be pessimistic and sad all the time. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to get that out. I just wanted to get that out there, but anyway... Tangent aside, this is a great episode. This is a really fantastic episode, and I really, really like it. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archive, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows, and you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time, if you feel so inclined, to send those in. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, on Monday, we will be discussing Cosmos Spacetime Odyssey Episode 13, the series finale. Talk to you then.